You're listening to the Power of Journaling podcast. Journaling has been scientifically proven to speed healing, increase productivity, reduce stress, anxiety, and depression, and improve creativity. Thank you for joining journaling.com as we explore all things journaling. This is Rebecca Kokenderfer with Journaling.com. Today, we're going to be talking about a journaling technique called expressive writing. Expressive writing has been shown in research to help you with your physical health, and it can also help you recover from any traumas you might have had in your life, and also to recover from past painful relationships. Our special guest expert today is Dr. James Pennebaker, who is the Regents Professor of Psychology at the University of Texas in Austin. He is a social psychologist, and he has spent much of his career exploring how writing about emotional upheavals can improve physical and mental health. His most recent work examines the way people use words and how their language can reflect their personality and their social behaviors and even health. He has published over 10 books and hundreds of psychology articles, and his most recent books include The Secret Life of Pronouns, What Our Words Say About Us, and the book that I am very interested in, Opening Up by Writing It Down. Dr. Pennebaker, thank you very much for being with us today. Well, it's nice to be here. I thought we would start it out by talking about what is expressive writing and what is it not? Well, I think it's important to make a distinction between journaling and diary writing and expressive writing. Typically, when I think of a journal or diary writing, people are generally committed to writing every day and most days, almost keeping a record of their lives, tracking their relationships, what they eat, whatever. Extensive writing is different. It, it is a, a method where people are encouraged to write just briefly. It could be one time or in our research, it's often three or four times, maybe 15 minutes a day for three or four consecutive days. And the idea is it's an opportunity to stand back and reevaluate issues in your life. All of us are sometimes plagued with a really ugly relationship at work or with somebody that we're with. Uh, we have get some terrible news. We fail at something. That we we all have experiences like that. And what research has found is that if individuals are given the opportunity to write about these upsetting experiences for as little as three or four days, it, it is a powerful way by which people are able to get through the writing. So it's, unlike journaling, it is really, I always thought of it as being more kind of a life course correction, that if you find yourself thinking about something too much, worrying about it, obsessing about it, setting aside some time and just writing about that experience and tying it in with other parts of your life is uh, the, this, this method of expressive writing. Who would be a good candidate for expressive writing? And is there anyone or any situation that would not be a good candidate for this technique? Well, I generally recommend expressive writing to people who find themselves 
thinking, worrying about, or dreaming about some event too much. Now, that, that word too much is a little bit ambiguous. If something just horrible has happened to you in the last day and you're thinking about it all the time, that's not thinking about it too much. That's what you do. But if you're still thinking about it in six months, then you're probably thinking about it too much. If you find you can't talk to other people about it, those are signs that expressive writing might be helpful. When might it not be beneficial? Well, some some research suggests that soon after a traumatic experience, you could have been in a terrible car accident and someone was killed or you were hurt terribly or uh, you, you find that your spouse has just left you or something has just happened. Often people at that time feel so they don't they don't want to write and they and frankly they shouldn't write. And you shouldn't force somebody to write if they don't want to. I genuinely recommend that if you're dealing with a major life of people, you you should probably wait for a few days or weeks before you get into writing. In other words, if you sit down and you start writing and you immediately feel a lot worse, then it might be too it might be too raw for you to actually write about it. If you're deeply, deeply depressed, writing may not be beneficial. But usually in most of the research that I've done, we found that writing is it does not have adverse steps. So the primary issue is if you feel that writing might helpful might be helpful, go ahead and try it and see if it is. If after a couple of times you've written and you think, This is terrible, I feel worse every time I'm not seeing any benefits, then get away from writing, try something else, go jogging, go talk to somebody. So it's not a panacea, but again the research indicates that it helps millions of people in lots of interesting ways. You mentioned research. What is the research saying about expressive writing, and how can people apply this research to their own lives? So, so the research started with, uh, working with uh, a graduate student, Sandy Beal, in the early 1980s. We did our first study where we randomly, by a flip of a coin, asked people to either write about the most traumatic experience of their lives or to write about superficial topics for 15 minutes a day for four consecutive days. And these were college students, and we had, they had given us access to their student health center records. And what we found was that those people who wrote about these traumatic experiences uh, ended up going to the student health center at about half the rate as people in our control conditions and over the next several months. And that study was eventually replicated, and we, we also found that with changes in immune function, where we draw blood before, after, several weeks after the, the experiment. And since that time, there have probably been almost a thousand studies done on expressive writing. And what they find is, usually, not always, that expressive writing uh, is associated with improvements in physical health. There's, there's studies showing that people sleep better, they, uh, their blood pressure drops, their immune system seems to get stronger. There, there are, with people with chronic disease, there are reductions in physical pain, reductions in um, problems associated in, bi- in biological markers associated with arthritis and asthma, and the list for illnesses is just really quite impressive. Um, and so the data is quite impressive. Some of the 
studies, people will be asked to write two or three times, sometimes four times, sometimes five times. There's no exact way to do it. And what I recommend to, to individuals one-on-one -on -one is experiment and see what works for you. Why do you think that expressive writing is having such powerful health benefits? What's going on in the person's body and mind that results in these benefits? Well, this has been a, a central question about expressive writing from the very beginning. And now I think most researchers will stand back and say there are actually several things that are contributing. One is just merely labeling that the, this event has occurred. And another is, is putting into almost a story-like format. It, it helps people to organize the experience and tie it in with other experiences in their lives, trying to see where it fits in. One thing that happens in the way our brain works is when something unexpected happens, our brain is always trying to figure out why did that happen? What what role did I play, etc. And so one reason we obsess about it is we're trying, our brain is trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure it out. What the writing does is help people to work through an event and they come to some kind of closure so you don't need to think about it as much. You don't worry about it as much. And that's one reason you sleep better. The other, the other side to this is by writing, we know that it's, writing is associated with freeing up your mind. And there's, there's a number of interesting experiments that look at this is called, uh, sometimes it's called working memory. That after writing, people, their memory starts to improve. They also sleep better. And this, I think, is one of the important issues is that we know sleep is related to depression. We know that it's associated with trauma. And that by writing, people subsequently sleep better. And that undoubtedly affects all parts of the immune system. So, so what it's doing is essentially helping to turn off the, the uh, natural stress responses. Can you give our listeners some guided journaling prompts that might help them get started with expressive writing at home? I do. And also, you can go, if you just Google my name, you'll, you'll, you'll go to my webpage, and there's a session there on, on pointers to do expressive writing. What, but the basic me method is this. Set aside a minimum of, let's say, 15 minutes a day for three consecutive days. Find a place that you won't be bothered and go and just begin writing. You can write on a computer. You can write by hand, whichever method you find better. And in your writing, really let go and express your deepest thoughts and feelings about that whatever issue it is that's bugging you, that's bothering you. And in your writing, really let go and explore your very deepest emotions and thoughts. Why are you feeling this way? What happened? How is this related to other things like it in your past? How might it be related to your relationship with your parents or your uh, loved ones in your life now or in the past? How might it be related to your occupation or, or who you are or who you've been in the future or who you've been in the past? But in your writing, really explore what's going on. And you can write about the same event all three days. You can write about different events. That's entirely up to you. And even if you haven't had a major traumatic experience or you can't identify why you're feeling the way you are, 
Everybody's had major stressors or conflicts, and feel free to write about them. Very often people will start writing thinking that, that this, this particular issue is my problem. They start writing, they get bored by it, and all of a sudden they discover they're really concerned about something else that they hadn't actually acknowledged. If after three days you don't feel any better, try something else. If you feel after three days you need to write for, for more than three days, go ahead and write for more than three days. If you set aside 15 minutes and uh, at the end of 15 minutes you're still writing, well, just keep writing. Experiment. See what works. And sometimes writing works, and sometimes it doesn't. And uh, in the future, you might try writing again. Uh, and also, I notice in my case, I write, I write not that often. I only write when things are bad and that I'm dealing with some event. And I might be lying in bed, and I just start obsessing about this particular issue. What I often will do is just get up, go to the computer, and just start writing for four or five or ten minutes. And usually at the end of that, I go back to bed and I go right to sleep. I don't write for three days. I just work through that one event or experience that I'm doing with. The other issue is that I really encourage people to be their own scientists because there's not one true way here. Some people find that writing with their non-dominant hands uh, provides better results than if they write with their, their, their normal writing hand. Some people would rather talk into a tape recorder. Great, try it. Some people like to write and then go back and review what they've written and edit it. That's fine, too. There's no rules one way or the other. In other words, I think the active ingredient is acknowledging the event and putting it into words. And anything that helps with that is beneficial. Can a person just do this in their head, asking themselves these questions and exploring the issue mentally? Or does it need to, as you said, be put into physical words either on a computer or onto paper? I think it has to be made more concrete. The difference with thinking, the problem with thinking is we're good at starting to think about these things, but we get distracted. We often go down a hole. And what writing does is it forces a certain kind of structure. Now, if you don't want to write something down, one thing that I have found with uh, groups of people that seems to work pretty well is what I call finger writing. That is, you just write in the air, writing things out. You don't have to actually put it on paper. And so, in a sense, you're mimicking the writing process without having to put anything down, but it's still slowing the process down. That's one thing that writing does. It slows down our mind. That's very interesting. Uh, last question, Dr. Pennebaker. What is your number one tip about expressive writing um, and or journaling? <laughs> Well, I don't have a number one tip. <laughs> I guess my tip would be, look, if you're, if you're obsessing about something, you're worried about something, something, and it might be something even stupid, you know, I, why do I have this fear of, of learning how to swim? Why do I have this obsession about whatever? Let's sit down and write about it. It's free. When you're finished writing, throw it away. In other words, this is a free, simple technique 
that is just something that has proven benefit and may be beneficial for you. Thank you very much, Dr. Pennebaker, for being with us today. And listeners, thank you very much for joining us as we explore the power of journaling. Thank you for joining us. For more great information on how journaling can improve your life, visit journaling.com and pick up a free copy of our guided journal, 30 Days of Joy.